Welcome back to the Call Game Podcast. Today is December 29th, and we are going to be telling you about the NFL and the picture going into the playoffs, as well as some NBA talk with the current COVID situation, and we will do winners and losers as always. Yep, and if anything sounds different, it's because it is. <laughs> we just got some new mics, so... Yeah, we're on our way to becoming the greatest podcast of all time. Yep, that's we're right. We're on our way. Mm-hmm. The first segment we're going to do is we're going to go through the NFL playoff teams and teams on the bubble, and we are going to determine if they're pretenders or contenders. Um, just quickly before, we're gonna I'm going to define what we really mean by contender. We're only going to call them a contender if they if we think they can realistically win the Super Bowl um so if we're calling a team that sounds pretty good a pretender that's why and we will go into like what we think the ceiling of each team is yeah a team might be able to make the championship game for either conference but that doesn't necessarily mean they're a contender right in ours everyone has a different definition of a contender but that's what we're going to be rolling with today Yep. Right. Let's start off with the AFC. With uh, we'll we'll start you off hot with a no-brainer. We're gonna go with the Kansas City Chiefs, current one seed. I am gonna say they're a contender. I think everyone yeah. was freaking out about them at the beginning of the season, but it seems like now they kind of they were getting a little unlucky. Um, but I think they're definitely a contender. I'd say they're probably. Uh, I, I, they're my AFC favorite right now. Yeah, I'd agree. I mean, I think you can look at the receipts that everyone had about calling them. Like, a lot of people were talking about Patrick Mahomes' interceptions and, like, mm-hmm. is just chucking a deep every time. Did he get, like, was those first two years, like, how realistic were they and can he keep it up? But, uh, I mean, they're 11 and 4. They've been pretty dominant recently. Their defense has this weird thing where every year they start off looking terrible and it's always mm-hmm. like, can this defense be Super Bowl worthy? And then like midway through the year, they just become locked down like right. out of nowhere. So this is like the second or third year this has happened where you just kind of look up and by the end of the year, they are they have home field and a bye. So I think Casey's the favorite right now in the AFC and uh, pretty much no questions asked about that. Yeah, I would agree. All right, so now we got a little bit of a interesting team here. We got the Titans. They they're the two seed with some major injuries. Obviously, the big one being Derrick Henry, best running back in the NFL in my opinion. And uh, they're ten and five, sitting at the two seed, pretender or contender. So I could be annoying here and say like they're a contender if Derrick Henry's healthy, but I'm just gonna call them a pretender. I think I that go there. yeah, I think. Obviously, um, getting Derrick Henry back will make them a much bigger threat in the playoffs, but I still don't see them winning the Super Bowl. I just don't think they're quite good enough to get through um, like a full playoff slate. I don't, I mean, Derrick Henry's great. Tannehill is like decent, but I would, there's very legitimate questions about whether or not he could be a Super Bowl winning quarterback let alone their defense so I think they're a pretender and they've definitely benefited from a shitty division and I think that they could maybe win like a playoff game or two if Derrick Henry is like carrying the team but they're definitely a pretender for me yeah I'd agree I think that I think that Derrick Henry's just pretty much their offense. Like when they're at their best, right. Derrick Henry's rushing for 120 plus yards per game, and Tannehill's running play action and bringing the linebackers in, giving some easy reads to Tannehill. I mean, you really see now that he's their only source of offense, the passing game at least, and he's being forced to make more NFL throws, if you will, throwing guys open, looking at more complex coverages because they don't have to worry about the run game as much. Mm-hmm. more guys dropping back into coverage and he's you've seen him struggle and i think that if they and they're just banking on getting derrick henry back and even if they do how healthy is gonna he gonna be for a legit playoff push i mean you remember last year 
the right. numbers he was putting up 200 plus yards per game and they are winning games but even if he does come back i don't think he can do that consistently at least enough for them to win four games in a row and win the super bowl i yep. think that's a little unrealistic to look at so Definitely. i'd agree with you for being a pretender but where do you think they end up I th- in terms of do they win a playoff game it, um uh, i mean it all depends on matchup so mm-hmm. if, if they get a good first i think that they definitely could win a first round game yeah i, I have them losing in the first round that's a little hot take if you will looking at yeah it. i mean it all yeah it i could you easily see them close. losing it's really hard to project right now yeah. because week 16 and 17 is just going to determine so much in terms of the playoff tree all right right Let's go on to the three seed, the Bengals, making a huge jump from a wild card team, kind of verge wild card team, to a hosting a playoff game. Bengals fans, stand up! All right, nine and six Bengals. All right, Tender this contender. is where the like hard definition of contender mm-hmm. could be kind of annoying because this is a tough one for me. I'm just I'm gonna be bold here and call them a contender. I think this might be kind of that might be more of a like projection pick more just because they have so much like young talent that they're just like a sexy team and it might be more realistic that they're a contender like next year but I feel like this AFC is not overly strong so I think um with Burrow he just had like a 525 yard game um and with all their weapons i think that they could definitely make a run and i think it's possible that they could win the super bowl yeah i'm gonna disagree with you here and say they're a pretender but i do like some of the points you're touching on i think this is a a year early for them yeah i think next year you're gonna see them really become a force in the afc and this year they're gonna i don't mm, i think Maybe they'll host a playoff game. Maybe they I mean, win one. They might they not even win the division. Might. Like this yeah, is so a, it's still up in the air. But uh, it could all fall apart easily. I think it's just so dependent on Joe Burrow and their offense cooking. Like you see games that, where they look dominant, and games where they're just like right. look like the Bengals. So That's it's the really hard to project them. But I could see them winning a playoff game. But like I said, I think I think we're a year early on the Bengals. It's good yeah. to see them lead their division right now. But I think just just a year early. One pretty strong counter argument to what i just said is that i don't think a team that lost to the jets can win the super bowl right, that alone should probably make in, them a pretender yeah hey why not there joey burrow just put up a amazing yeah. game so mm-hmm. wherever joey goes they'll go but uh, all right an interesting one here now the bills who a lot of people had as uh favorites in the afc some and if not favorites definitely the second best team coming into the season they sit at nine and six just beat the patriots to overtake lead of the division they're the fourth team in the afc and uh you got a lot of mixed opinions with the bills but what's yours um i would say that they're a contender they have josh allen who's amazing and a pretty good they have like a really good offense um i would caution against getting like too high on them too quickly just because I feel like everyone was so high on them they like showed really strong signs in the playoffs last year but didn't quite make it all the way and now people like see them beat the Patriots pretty badly ish and now they're like this might be an opportunity for people to get really high on the bills again and I would just remind people that they're nine and six. Like they're not, they're not world beaters this year. Totally. So, I do think they're a contender, but I think that don't get too high on them yet. I agree. I think this is a cautious contender because I can see a lot of people getting really high on them off of uh, like this is the Bills team we looked at going into the season. Like this is what we were looking for, but. Right. Like you said, they are 9-6. and six. They have some bad losses on their schedule. I mean, they lost to Jacksonville, probably the most dysfunctional team in the NFL, which with yeah. whatever's going on over there. I mean, I watched a lot of – I've seen a lot of Bills the past few weeks as I'm a Patriots fan, and I watch their games. I've played the Bills twice. Uh, they're a good team. I mean, Josh Allen's amazing. He, with a quarterback like that, I mean, you have to call them a contender in their offense that they have. I mean, Stephon Diggs, Cole Beasley – uh, Isaiah McKenzie out of nowhere had a career day against the Pats, but 
mean, they look good. Their defense is okay. It's nothing crazy, which is a little mm-hmm. concerning if I'm a Bills fan. But they're beat. They're built to beat the Chiefs, which is what they wanted to do going into the offseason. Yeah. And they got light in the box. They have mobile linebackers that can run sideline to sideline. They have they can drop back into coverage. Losing Tre'Davious White hurts, but they're built to beat the Chiefs if they can get to that matchup that they're kind of projecting all year and into the offseason, then it's going to be an interesting game. But, uh, I mean, they're a contender. They're, they've, they're one of the most talented teams in the AFC, if not the most talented, and uh, I think they're looking really good right now. Yep. All right, so now we got the wild card teams. Don't need to dwell on these guys as much because it's going to be hard to call them solid contenders, but there are some opportunities where... You could spice up. You could label some of these contenders if you really wanted to get out there. But we'll start with the five-seeded Colts. Um, I think a lot of people are going to want to call them a contender. But I think just, I mean, they have pretty much everything you would want except a quarterback. Um, Jonathan Taylor's been great. The defense is good. But I would just say that I don't. I can't picture Carson Wentz winning the Super Bowl, yeah. um, so I feel like that's that's just that's that. And also, r- the running in the playoffs. Like I remember the Rams. They had like C.J. Henderson a couple years ago. Or no, that's not the right name. Is that the right name? Todd that Gurley? the fat guy that took over for Todd Gurley when he got hurt, and everyone's like, "Oh, they're not going to be the same." And then it was fine. Like, oh, I don't remember. The year they went to I, the Super Bowl? Yeah, I, when they lost to the Patriots, mm-hmm. like 10-3. to 3. I I'm yeah. just saying, like, running, I feel like, becomes a little overrated um, because when it comes to the playoffs, it often just comes down to, like, passing and who has a more explosive offense. And usually, like, a serviceable running back will be fine. So... Like Jonathan Taylor is great, but I'm not sure if he's like a, like I don't think you can really use him as a reason that they can like win the Super Bowl. Yeah, I'd agree with you that they're pretenders, and I think this team is very similar to the Patriots team we're about to talk about, and the fact yeah. that they have a strong running game, subpar to par quarterback play, if you will, and they rely on getting up, getting the lead, and then managing the game with game managing quarterbacks and the run game. Yeah, uh, I really like the Colts' defense. They're averaging like a turnover a game, which is just an incredible stat. And I think turnovers are really key in the playoffs. So I like them in that sense. But like you said, Carson Wentz, I don't know if I can trust him in the playoffs. Have we even seen him in the playoffs? Because Nick Folk ha- or Nick Foles has uh, taken over. Uh, I don't think we have seen the playoffs him. Because, uh, yeah, so I mean, maybe maybe he'll be great in the playoffs. Who knows? He played one playoff game against the Seahawks and got hurt midway through. So... We haven't seen him in the playoffs really yet, so yeah, maybe he's the he's learned from Nick Foles and he's gonna pull off a magical run. But interesting thought you had about the run game, and I think with a lot of AFC teams, you see that like the Titans, Patriots, Colts. Right. So interesting to think about. I will say, I mean, we'll get to this a little bit with the Patriots, but out of the teams like that have the subpar quarterback play out of the teams we've talked about so far. I'm not going into like the dolphins really because they're kind of irrelevant in my opinion, but like out of the Pats Colts Titans who like are top teams without a great quarterback. I do. I would pick the Colts um, based on those teams. Yeah. Based on the Mm -hmm. strength of their defense and running game. I, the Pats, like you said, are extremely similar. So I wouldn't be mad if you, take the pats over them but i out of those three teams i would take the colts still all right i think we'll move on to the pass here probably the last team we'll do a hard pretender contender on i think you can group the rest of these teams into yeah pretty similar category but we'll we'll do the patriots i'm a diehard patriots fan and what's your thought on the as a outlooker and onlooker of the patriots so far i hate to do this to you but i'm gonna call them a pretender i think I think that they're good. I could see them making some noise. I'm not sure if they can. I mean, Bill Belichick is a genius coach. So really, and I mean, I'm sure they're going to end up like winning the Super Bowl. But I'm going to just 
deny it until it happens. So I think with a rookie quarterback, it's going to be really difficult to like make a long playoff run. Um, but they seem with their good defense and uh like pretty good rookie quarterback they're definitely gonna be scary in the future but I think it's probably a year or two early yeah I agree with you I think this is kind of like the Bengals maybe a little bit lesser to a sense but this is a year early on the Patriots I mean no rookie quarterback has ever been to the Super Bowl and I think there's a reason why yeah I just think it's really hard for them to do that and I, it's really weird with the Patriots, right? Because they were sitting at, what, 9-4. and four. They just beat the Bills in that win game. And people were talking about them as legit Super Bowl contenders and if they were, they mm-hmm. were the best team in the AFC. But I think, I mean, I, I, as I watched all their games, I could see people getting lulled into this trap of them looking dominant against the Panthers and right. Sam Darnold, who's admitted to seeing ghosts <laughs> against a Bill Belichick defense. And it's like, all right, let's calm down now. So, I mean, we beat Buffalo in a tornado. Like, that doesn't, that's just not a true reflection of a matchup between the Patriots and Bills. So, as a Patriots fan, I would say we're a pretender. I think we went from a team from, that a lot of people saw as the best team in the AFC to a team you don't want to face in the playoffs. I think if we get an early lead, we become dangerous with our running game, and then Mac can kind of game manage. And if he has to throw the ball 40 times a game, I do not like where we're at. But if he has to throw it 30 times, we have a solid running game. I wouldn't want to play us. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, um, I think we can group these teams. Yeah, the thing is, we can. They're all, none of these teams are, I would be pretty surprised if you called any of these teams contenders, right. but there are some interesting ones, like the Ravens, for example. Yeah, out um, of the playoffs at 8-7. and seven, ten The seven, Browns, seven, I don't think, eight, I don't I think, think anyone. out of it, yeah. I don't think anyone's realistically going to listen to the Steelers at this point. Um, the Raiders, no one's going to take I'll seriously. Chargers the, maybe? I'm disappointed in the Chargers. Or, yeah, me too. I thought that this was kind of the year for them, but Let's look at some of their it's walls. looking Texans, like it's not going to happen. Yikes. Yeah. Blown out by Tech Broncos. Like, what are we doing here? Yeah, you they can't. They a tough schedule. They got screwed this year, I will say. Yeah, maybe next year. Um, but, uh, Dolphins winning seven in a row? Do they just keep this hot streak right to the maybe, Super Bowl? Maybe Tua will never lose another game. I oh, still am going to call them a pretender. Yeah, I think everyone I mean, it's a, there's a pretty solid chance they won't make the playoffs still. So Their schedule has been so easy since their seven-game win streak. They beat right. the Ravens, but that is it. I mean, it's just and that's Patriots, without like, Lamar right. too. Like. Yeah, good point. I mean, there's they've had nobody good on their schedule. Yeah. I just want a quick note. This can all change so quickly. Like Patriots right. can clinch a playoff spot next week, but if they lose, they have to face the Miami Dolphins in Miami. Oh my God! To clinch their spot, and if every Patriots fan knows it, it is such a trap game, and the NFL knows it. They put Miami last on the schedule every year in Miami. Just to watch the Patriots collapse and lose their play. Remember that one year, Rob Gronkowski stumbling to try to the tackle M- Kenny Miami Drake. miracle. And then there was the other year where Fitz Fitz Magic crushed our dreams. And it was mm-hmm. the last Brady year, and we had home field. We were gonna get a bye. Then Fitz Magic knocked us out of that one seed, and obviously went on to lose to the Titans. But that yep. Miami game is. T- terrifying for me and it should be to everyone if you're a Pats fan so I am praying that the Jacksonville game goes as it should and we can relax enjoy the rest of the weekend or else man it's going to be DeathCon 10 in New England for that last game in Miami because I I don't like our chances in that yeah ready for the NFC I am hit me with the first team I'll start you off with the Green Bay Packers I think they are contenders. I think everyone would, man. Rodgers looks great. I don't like him. He's a diva, and he gets on my nerves. But he's pretty good at football, isn't he? So he's slinging the rock around. They've had a lot of injuries, and despite that, they're still the one seed sitting at 12-3. and They've looked like the best team in the NFC for a while now, and I think it would be ridiculous to not call them a contender. Yep, I would agree with that. 
I just, I mean, watching that game against the Browns, the like Rodgers to Devontae Adams connection seems like it's probably the most, like the surest thing in the NFL right now. Yeah. Best wide receiver quarterback duo right now, I'd say. Yeah. Uh, one thing to know, I think Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs is a choke job. And I mm. think if you look at his playoff stats, you can see that. But even if with that said, they're going to host playoff games the whole way through most likely. I mean, it's not over the Cowboys can catch them, but I think even with that, the I think the buy is important for both conference, obviously. But I think with the NFC in particular, because so many good those teams. four division leaders, they're all yep. legit contenders, in my mm-hmm. opinion, which kind of spoiled it. But I think everyone knew that. Yeah. Um, Cowboys. I think they're contenders, and they had a rocky patch. For a little bit but i think they got back to who they are i think they have a ton of talent i like dak he's he's a tough quarterback he's out of texas a&m kind of not really high highly looked at going into the draft but he's been great for the cowboys and uh they have a lot of talent they're playing well they're gonna win their division but their record is kind of fool's gold because their division's the worst in football but just their talent alone i think you gotta look at them as a contender they have the makeup to go to a super bowl and win it for sure yeah totally i so like i forget when it was but we did a podcast and i said cowboys chargers yeah. the chargers did I, I not age Cowboy, well yeah. but <laughs> no, the cowboys I'm, I'm holding on to the cowboys aged like final line yep all right this one the, yeah. Well, yeah what did you pick i picked cowboys with you in the afc i might have i might have gone the homer pats oh so but, possible uh, so possible but uh last year i picked the rams to go to the super bowl which did not age well at all but mm-hmm. i was a year early i was looking out into this distant noticing that the rams were going to be there and now look where they are now 11 and 4 contender baby the rams look good rams look good traded for matt stafford offense picked it up cooper cups with the additional game is going to look like he's going to break every receiving record in the books and uh, he's been a staple in my fantasy team. Mm. Personal shout out to Cooper Cup. Thank you for putting up 22 points a week. And uh, yeah, I think they're a legit contender. Here's what I have to say about the Rams. Oh. They on paper they seem like a contender, but in my brain there's just something off. Something's off. It, I might have like just caught them on the wrong game and saw them lose, but something just seems off. Like, with, for them, I just I just don't – I'd feel a little uneasy, but I'll Are you still – going pretender? Eh, why not? I mean, yeah, yeah I'm going to call them yeah. a pretender. I think that Matt Stafford has still only – or has he ever won a playoff been game? He he's, hasn't won one, no. He's been in – yeah. So, I – there's not a huge track record for him there. I think that – on paper and I'm pro- this is probably stupid but I don't we're know something stupid. something's off is all I'm we're saying we're here we're here for stupid we're here for gut feelings we're here for stupid yeah uh yeah I mean why not why not Matt Stafford doesn't have the track record uh other than that I don't really injuries, see injuries covid <laughs> injuries maybe? something you just think something's going south at some yeah, point you don't something's up all right, why not gut feeling I'm, I'm i have a gut feeling coming up too but i have a feeling mm. the way you and i think we're gonna say the same thing but all right continue on. tampa bay buccaneers tampa bay mm. buccaneers mm. tom whenever he's on a team is a contender on godwin injury hurts him big time but i mean antonio brown at one point was going to be the best receiver of all time Right. So he's not exactly a huge drop off in talent, but you'd want to see Godwin. Him and Brady have such a good relationship. But even with that said, I think they're a very, very good team. Tom, obviously, most playoff experience in NFL history. Their offense looks great. Tom Brady could be an MVP this year, which is crazy to think about with how old he is. Their defense, not as dominant as they were going into the playoffs last year, but they've been picking it up. I, I look at them as a as a contender a lot to do with tom a lot to do with tom and that offense though yep i would agree with the contender there um there there's not too much to say there 
They do they just got shut out by the Saints, which isn't amazing. Yeah. But they like always do that. It's like it's, part of their yeah, schedule. The Saint, They're like, like what Tom do we need Brady to do? cannot beat the Saints. Saints. Yeah. Like, I'm not to too worried though. The season's over. I think yeah, it'll that, be, I mean, it'll probably be every fine. team besides the Packers are 11 and four division leader. I mean, that's gonna be crazy. Going to this, a lot of close games. Yep. And uh, deciding games going into Week 16 and 17. Mm-hmm. All right, here's the one I'm looking at. Arizona Cardinals. The Arizona Pretenders. They aren't doing nothing in the playoffs. I think that Kyler Murray and is just not that guy right now. I think that every year they start off so hot and they're the sexy team, like you said, but uh, I don't like them. I, I've watched a fair amount of Cardinals games, the most recent one being their loss to the Rams. And they lost to another team in the AFC that I like needed them to beat, the Colts. They did not look good in that Colts game either. And so the Colts it could were be, very yeah. injured for that game. Yep, and the Colts didn't play well. I could have just caught them on two bad days, but... I don't like what I'm seeing out of Arizona right now. It seems like every year they start off, start off hot, and they have this point where they're like, yeah, they're the best team in the NFC. You kind of saw that last year when they beat the Bills on that Hail Mary to D-Hop, and everyone's like, yes, the Cardinals, this is their year. When they kind of come back down to earth, now they're in the wild card situation. They're uh, clinched the playoff spot, which is going to be good for Kyler and his experience. And they have enough talent where they can win a playoff game and maybe make a little bit of a run. But something like you said with the Rams, kind of a gut feeling that they're a pretender in my book. Yep, I agree. Um, they play the Cowboys this week. That'll be interesting for both teams. Yeah, gut check um, game. Yeah, I just don't. There's like not a lot of winning players on this team. I Kyler is young, and it's hard to say what he's going to turn into. But D Hop was on the Texans, never he's really like did anything. Up. Like AJ Green, like JJ Watt. Mm-hmm. This team, is, I I just don't see it. I if I'm not mistaken, they've lost three weeks in a row. So really, I'm it do, I want to say that they were ten and two, and now they're ten and five. Yeah, they're on a three game skid. So I just don't really see it there. All right, yeah, all right. Not the time you want to be cooling off. You want to be rising going into the playoffs. Not, not cooling off. All right. Yeah. I um, think we're in that kind of grouping stage, but uh. I will uh, note that I think the Niners, unless you're going contenders for the Niners. I was I going think, to, but I'm not going to. I think you'd be ridiculous to do that. Yeah. But I would say, as it's matched up right now, if I am the Cowboys, well, they mm. wouldn't actually play the Cowboys. Any team, really. I you would do not want to play, play them. Yeah. You do not want to play them whatsoever. I feel like one of these top four teams might lose to lose kind yeah. of early. So and that could be the trap. that could easily be it. I mean, what I would be the argument lose. for them to be a contender? Like, okay, I mean, dominant run game, but we've already said that. Right. How much do dominant we run, game, the run game? Like Jimmy G is a game like manager, game. and then their defense yeah. is pretty good. I don't know. That seems like a reach for sure to call yeah. them a contender. But I think they're kind of like the Colts and the Patriots, but a lesser version. Yeah. Kind of like you don't want to see them if they get up and they start running the ball. They have a lot of playoff experience because they made the Super Bowl. I don't want to see them. In the NFC, is it's mm-hmm. going to be a lot harder to come out of the NFC. So it's going to be really tough. Like a team like the Pats or the Colts only needs like maybe one really big upset. Whereas the Niners, like, yeah, it's going to be tough. Yeah. Like, you can't see them beating the Rams, Bucks, Bucks, Rams, Cowboys, Packers are all really quality teams. Um, I think the Eagles are baby baby Niners. Yeah. The Eagles, I I have ultimately no faith. The only thing that could help the Eagles, the only possible way that the Eagles win the Super Bowl is if. Gardner Minshew takes over and is the best player of all time. And they need to do that. If I think he's I mean, gonna why not? It worked with Nick Foles. Fuck yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, Jalen Hurts is gonna play terrible going into the locker room. Out jogs Gardner Minshew. Uh huh. Puts up three hundred yards in the second half. Goes on. I mean, there, there you go. There. It's right there for but, him. Uh, they're really the only other team. I just want to talk about the Vikings. How disappointing are the Vikings? They have so many good football players. They need yeah. to fire their They're coach the definition of a Madden team. Yeah. Yeah, they're filthy in Madden. And that's about it. 
Yep. Even on paper, their defense isn't like they have some front four guys. They have names. They have Harrison Justin Smith. Jefferson, Dalvin Demon. Cook. Look, I mean, they've had Demon. injury problems, but, but everyone on, has injury problems. It's football. That roster. Mm-hmm. And they've had statement wins. They beat the Packers, but then they have these games where they're just like, what are we doing? All right. We're going with the shotgun approach, and we're just making a bunch of Super Bowl picks so that one of them will stick. Yeah. yeah. I up at the wall. Yeah, exactly. I want... Well, okay. Mm, what is your Super Bowl matchup? You know, I'm looking at the NFC here. And do I want to hop in the time machine and go back to last year and pick the Rams two years in a row? I don't mm. Tell you what, I'm not going Cowboys. They're off the table. Okay. I'm not going Packers because okay. I told you I don't trust Rodgers. Are you going I've with already Tom? said no Cardinals, which leaves me Rams and Bucks. Mm. But I mean, Tom. I I never pick Tom to win the Super Bowl, and he always does. And I don't want to pick him, but I do want to pick him. And you, do you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna pick what the are Rams you gonna do? because because do you know what? Wow. I, I, would, I would hate myself if I picked yeah. the Rams a year early. Then I. Wanted to pick them, then I didn't, and then they made it to the Super Bowl. Won't you also hate yourself if you pick against Tom Brady again and for like the fifth bites time? Bites you in the again. I think I think they have home field over the Bucks. I I think that's important, but I mean they don't really draw a crowd because they're kind of a weird LA team, kind of new. But uh, yeah, I think I'm going with the Rams again. Why not? All right. I like it. I feel like picking the Cowboys out of the NFC, but I also feel like. It's. I'm just trying to, like, force that a little bit, just because they're like exciting, with like Micah Parsons and Diggs. Um. So I'm gonna try to steer clear. I'm. I'm gonna go Packers. I think yeah. Rogers can to do it, so figure it out. Right. Maybe he can get out of the NFC Championship this year. Um. Yeah, they're on track for the bye, which would be really helpful. Yeah, that's really key this year. Only one team gets the bye. What do you got for the AFC? You know. This is kind of hard. You're you going to say I've, the fucking Pats. I've got, I've got Patriots blood running through my veins, and I'm mm-hmm. going to pick the New England Patriots. Okay. They're making it out of the NFC. AFC right now, they're matched up to play the Bengals. You're not telling me the Bengals are beating us. The ba- Belichick will not lose to the Bengals. We're beating know. the Bengals. We are fine. We, I I mean, we play the Chiefs hard every time we play them. Bill Belichick's like, I've heard Patrick Mahomes has is like scared of Bill Belichick. The source oh, really? is no one. I I just no, that's not true. By the I way, I could see it. But Bill Belichick probably is like a voodoo doll of Mahomes. He's just like hunting them. He's ready to find that defense that just like, or he's like on the field to like psych him out or something. But I'm taking the Patriots. Why not? Speaking right. into existence. I feel like something weird's gonna happen in the AFC. Like I'm not really that confident in any of these teams. Like I'm just trying to envision it myself. Like envision in my head. I don't know if the the Chiefs don't seem as like unbeatable this year, which is scary. But maybe they're maybe this is the time to maybe you buy low. Um, I guess I have to pick between them and the Bengals and the Bills because those are my contenders. I mean. Am I allowed to just pick the field? I guess I can't do that. I'm going to go with the Bills. I'm going with the Bills. (laughs) It feels weird, but I don't know. Um, My my reasoning is the Bengals aren't as good as the Bills and the Chiefs, and I feel a little weird about the Chiefs, so I'm just going with the Bills. Yeah, why not? Bills, Packers. I've got Pats, Rams. Man, mine would be. A prediction and so I have Bills, Packers, and I have um, Chargers, Cowboys. So I, I, yeah, I also have the Cowboys in the Super Bowl. So yeah. it's like I'm hedging my bet. So I have the Cowboys and the Packers, but then I also think that Tom Brady could win it. Right, and if Tom and, goes, wins and it, I'm possibly, right. uh, possibly right. also the Chiefs. Yeah. So yeah, really, we've covered like. All the contenders. We have it covered. As, as yeah. long as it's not like Titans, Cardinals, we're good. 
Yeah, but I think everyone else gets that wrong too. So yeah, there we won't go. look dumb. All right, winners and losers. Yeah, that was a solid NFL second. I mean, it's gonna be crazy going into Week 16, 17. Yeah, for sure. It's nice we're on break for uh, sixteen. Mm. Uh, winners and losers I'll start us off with a winner Kyrie Irving he just got his way and he's being welcomed back onto the nets even though like they're just they're just completely walking back how their whole like thing yeah, about yeah. how they the don't nets want look the like distraction pushover. but they are now okay with it because Kevin Durant is playing like 40 minutes a game yeah I mean we're Kyrie, uh, probably not positive, probably not neutral either. We're probably I would not say Kyrie positive. negative. We're probably Kyrie negative on this podcast. But, uh, Just a little. Yeah. I mean, he's burned our team, so what? whatever. What's he only playing away games? That's so weird. Something like I mean, that. Do they want the five seed now? I guess. All right. I'm going to go with a winner here. I'm going to kind of just list off some guys. Isaiah mm-hmm. Thomas, Brandon Knight, Greg Monroe. Joe Johnson, all these guys getting opportunities in the NBA with the COVID situation. It's you're seeing a lot of old old guys and some G League guys getting getting called up to the bigs, and uh, it's fun to see. Fun and mm-hmm. frustrating, but yeah, why not? I'm I'm here for Isaiah Thomas. He just got signed by the Mavericks after being dropped by the Lakers. Yes, he did. Nice. So I, I really want to see him uh, do well. I'm rooting for Isaiah Thomas. I I would want him to score 70 on the Celtics. In the playoff game. Really? And lose, but I would love to see him score 70. That'd be amazing. I'm All here right. for the old guys. Yeah. My next winner is the Chiefs, because everyone was, like, so f- so down on them, and now everyone's back on the bandwagon, and they, they have to be feeling pretty good at the moment. All right. I, I like that. I mean, yeah, everyone was so down on them in the beginning of the year, and surging at the right time if you will for the Chiefs my next winner yeah. is going to be kind of an obvious one that a lot of people know but Steph Curry breaking the all time three mm. point record should have thought I mean, of this greatest shooter of all time greatest shooter I've ever seen I think it's fair to say that pretty comfortably and not get a lot of backlash I mean whenever yeah. I get to watch him on TV which whenever the Celtics play because he always <laughs> plays West Coast time games he just makes some shots that you just don't see anyone else making, and it's you just have to stand and watch. And uh, he's definitely a winner, greatest three-point shooter of all time. Yep. Um, my next winner is Joe Burrow, 525-yard game. That's pretty good. Yeah, I guess it's all right. I mean, I put up some recess numbers, mm. uh, all-purpose yards in recess. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I'm out of winners. What about I have you? one more. It's kind of a reach. Right. It's yeah, the possibility of a oh. Diggs versus Diggs matchup in the Super Bowl. I'm talking about oh, Stefan Diggs and Trayvon amazing. Diggs. So that would actually I'm, be amazing. I'm rooting for that. Uh, yeah, and he's a cornerback too. And right. uh, other Diggs is a receiver. That'd be amazing. theoretically they might be matched up. Oh, that would be incredible to watch. All right, my first loser is going to be uh, all of LeBron's teammates and their current housing situation. Uh-huh. <laughs> I have this, I have this image of watching. A, I just watched a Lakers game recently, and LeBron's walking out of the tunnel early before the game ends, like he always does. And I, I hate how he does that, but he's off the court early. Camera's on him, his head's down. He's just thinking, like, ah, oh, man, that Russell Westbrook, he's he's gone. I mean, uh. Who else? Townhorn uh, Tucker. We can trade him for a veteran. Like he's, he's yeah. gone. Like, I mean, if you're you're uh, you're putting your house, you're not putting some down payments on that right now. You're you're not making you're not moving the family in yet. If you're one of LeBron's teammates, he's getting ready to go up to Rob Polinka and Jeannie Buss and being like, "Here's the list of guys I want gone. Make it happen." So, loser right now. LeBron's entire teammate staff, anyone on the Lakers, you're in danger. We're covering the whole Lakers team here because my first loser is LeBron. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, now everyone's covered, yeah. There was a clip where he had like three no-look passes in a row and all three so shots funny. got missed. So Those he, guys are on the top of the list. Yeah, there was just – it reminds me of the one year. It was like 
him on the Cavs with Isaiah Thomas, Dwayne Wade, like those guys, and the, the like Derek Rose. The surrounding yep. cast was just horrible. It reminds me of that. And then mid year they traded everyone, got like Rodney then, Hood, Clarkson, yeah. like uh-huh. Yeah, that's what's gonna happen. Alright. My uh next loser is kind of just a few teams and kind of an idea in general. Dancing on the opponent's team logo before a game is not a good idea. I think we need to send a memo to the NFL teams because I think the Ravens have done this, the Titans have done this, and every time it is the Raiders, the Raiders that danced on the Chiefs logo and uh, more and they did like a huddle or whatever pregame huddle and just got blown out. Every team was danced, acknowledged. Uh, Juju Smith Schuster's done this, but uh, anyone who does anything with the opponent's logo before, during, after the game, it always comes back and bites them. So NFL teams stay away from the other team's logo. Yeah, um, this one's kind of weak, but the Chargers, I feel like they're like I don't know. They were kind of the hot team the team that everyone was picking and then now they just lost to the texans so yes yikes. and this i have a winner uh, that i didn't say but davis yeah, Mil- davis mills yeah, why not? i like him next great quarterback who knows i have a kind of tied in loser i think with that win or something that or also kind of a loser winner winner loser branch tree thing uh-huh. uh, i think the Jaguars now with the first overall pick if the season ended today, so I guess mm. they're a winner. By the Lions winning, they lose as now they're not the number one pick, yeah. but they're winning while losing or losing while winning. And so that's an interesting concept. I think the Very Texans win kind of screws their draft order up too. But uh, one more loser here, kind of just random. Marcus Smart had another hand laceration. Oh, of course, if you remember. Did. If you remember a few years ago, we punched a painting and had one. So, loser, Marcus Smart's hands. Can we stop bri- ripping your hand open, dude? Why didn't we like, just trade What is him? he doing? I think we'll get to that. I think we'll definitely get to that. <laughs> I think we'll definitely touch on that. Okay. All right. Is that all for... That's all I have. Losers? NBA. I don't really want to go too much in on the yeah, NBA. There's not too much to talk about, I don't want to really. just scoot over to the Celtics because that's just catching my eye. I mean, anything. I mean, the Lakers are struggling. That's a story. COVID. Everyone has COVID. Everyone's got injury reports are three pages long. Right. I'm like, I'm like, oh, the Celtics injury report isn't that bad tonight. Mm, I just over the second. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Kind of crazy right now. What else? NBA. Not much. Bulls. Bulls look good. I'm so tired of seeing shit about the Bulls on Instagram. Like, I understand yeah, so that DeMar DeRozan is having a good ESPN, season. Like, relax. Let's see it in the playoffs. They're just the hot team every time. So yeah. It also hurts me because I wanted Lonzo Ball on the Celtics. We, You and I both, we were, ha- we were on the... It was perfect. He's like, it's like meeting the Lonzo Ball. Right it's like the... We were ben, the Lonzo Ball bandwagon. The argument we are making for Ben Simmons on the Celtics is like Lon- he, Lonzo Ball would give the same thing, but for much cheaper and much right. more feasible. Like And we uh, want Lonzo. He was he was both of us like we need Lonzo and Gosh. Alright. I think that's a perfect segue. Into the team that we love, the team that we hate. The nine seed, the, the sixteen and eighteen. Nine seeded. Same record as the Boston. Knicks. Don't even say that. Worse wow. than the Wizards and the Cavs. Oh my god. And the Sixers and the Hornets. 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 All right. You start us because once I start going, <sighs> I'm not stopping. All right. I mean, here's some guys that are on the team. Broderick Thomas. I was watching this, this a game, the Timber and, and Broderick came in, and I was like, "What the? F- <laughs> who the fuck is that?" Norvell Pell. I mean, C.J. Miles, Joe Johnson. Like, it's this team is kind yeah. of a mess. It's like watching these Justin games Jackson, is so frustrating. Yeah, like it's 
There's just not. It used to be like, oh, this team looks pretty good on paper. Why are we not winning? It's because Jason and Jalen can't play well together. Now it's like because the rotation is Brown, Smart, Tatum, Horford. Time Lord. Time Lord. And then Schroeder. Schroeder, who's never healthy anymore. Richardson. Langford, who's like not even that good. Richardson, who's fine. Neesmith, who is not that good. Jabari Parker got uh, baptized. The captain, Grant Williams. Grant, yeah, oh my of course. gosh. That dark. Juancho, he's the worst player in NBA history. I can say this with full confidence. Juancho Hernan Gomez, or whatever his name is, is so bad at the game of basketball. Every time he's on forget. the court, he's doing something wrong. Let's <laughs> and Edith Canner's on this team. We need to play Bruno Fernando. <laughs> Bruno Fernando is amazing. What are we missing? Enos Cantor is a sieve on defense. Oh, my <laughs> God. The Sixers game made me wanted to just pry my eyes out. Joel Embiid could score literally whenever he wanted. Like, it was ridiculous. I would have done just as good of a job guarding him as Cantor did. Or right, free, so Freedom, we, sorry. Oh, yeah, Freedom. Who's Cantor? Freedom. Gosh. I think we need some structure here. So I'm going to start off with where the skid really starts. Okay. Kind of work our way down where we're 2-7 and seven in our last nine. So we start off with yeah. the Sixers game. We're up by, like, 10 going into the, like, fat last five minutes, which you'll hear me say quite a few times. In the next few minutes, we completely collapsed. Joel Embiid goes for 40. Enos Kanter forgot to take his cinder blocks off his feet before the game started. And like you said, just look atrocious versus the Sixers. COVID, a problem at this point, but not a super problem with the Celtics. Lose a close game. Beat the Cavs. Christmas Day Bucks game. Mm. Did you watch this whole game? I did not. Did you watch the end? Yes. So you caught the most important part. I watched mm. the whole game. I took my Christmas, which was going well, and I watched the Celtics. And they had everyone on the COVID list. Everybody. And the Bucks, of course, trot out their team with everyone healthy for some reason. They have the, all their guys, Giannis, back, Middleton, Holiday. ESPN's throwing out these records like they're 13-1 and one when they're big threes together. Like, all right, whatever, I'm fully expecting to be let down. And then the Celtics come out and play the best game of their season for 45 minutes. And they take about an 11-point lead into the last three minutes of the game against the Bucks. At which point, the Celtics decide that they don't want to win the basketball game and we need to lose in Celtics fashion. We led the entire game for all but 30.3 seconds. 19-point collapse. We lost the game, which we led for the entire game, except for 30.3 seconds. Such a classic Celtics loss. I I, I need you to talk for a little bit while I bring up some stats here, but what did you see from the Celtics in the closing minutes of that game? I mean, they for a team that whose best two players theoretically are built for the fourth quarter because their best skill is, like, scoring – they suck in the fourth quarter. Like, their offense yeah. just goes to shit. And they, like, it's like, I don't know what it is. It's really hard to figure out. They just can't score when it matters. And they also, they just suck in the fourth qu- Like, they love getting out to big leads and blowing them. No lead is safe. It's ridiculous. I don't. It, it might be because they're soft, or maybe they're just like cursed because they traded Isaiah Thomas. But they are horrible in the fourth quarter. It is so hard to put your finger on at such the a king of the like, fourth quarter. That's what it is. That's the pro. And now the basketball. Oh my gosh, that is a T-shirt. But uh, it's so weird to put your finger on it. Like we have two great isolation players, which is what you want down the stretch theoretically. But like. We come into these fourth quarters with huge leads. It's not even fourth quarters. It's five minutes. And then we just can't score. Like, you can look at our shooting percentage down the stretch for the whole season. And it's just really mind-boggling numbers. Like, one for seven, two for 12, and then turnovers galore. It's like, it's just this switch where it's like, all right, time for us to lose the game. And 
it's just happened for two years now. You can remember last year. This was the same issue, same issue as it was last year. Ever since Tatum hit that bank shot over Giannis the first game of the season, close games have just been terrible news for the Celtics. And it's so frustrating because you're right there. You're winning. You're winning. You're beating good teams. You're you're putting yourself in position to win these games, and then just to have it all ripped away. It's the worst way to lose too if you're a fan, but. Just some notes here I have from the Bucks game. Big choke. Jays need to figure out how to build off each other in terms of offense. They do not work together in terms of offense. They've been running some pick and roll lately, which I like. I like that. Tatum setting screens for Jalen, but why have they never done that? They've literally. You would never think that's that like the most obvious season. thing you could do. Yeah. <laughs> like, did it really take Ime like, Udoka to say, "Let's put them"? Yeah. That's what you do. Like, right? Just, put us in as the coach. I'm the coach. But... I could coach this fucking team. I mean, all, all they do is run isolation all game. I, then. Trade, I know we can't get Lonzo Ball. I would get, I mean, even Ricky, I was going to say Ricky Rubio. Ricky like, Rubio? It might be a, he's probably too, like, he's playing too well for it to be a smart time to trade. I would bring back Carson Edwards and just give him the reins is what I would do. How is he not on the team right now? I don't know. Someone I mean, has to take a chance on Carson. He's I mean, we we have this like constant of rotation of like shadow realmed players. These used to What's be Yabusele, between Carson Edwards, Carson Edwards and Stephen Curry. Like honestly, between their Not skill sets, much. it's the same player. It's just about opportunity. Why does Emi Odoka let and Brad Stevens? Why do we just let? the Jays run isolation all game well not all game it's fine offense until the fourth and then we're like all right time to run some isolation hold on for the rest do we hate Ime Odoka okay I've heard a lot of Ime Odoka slander and I'm here to defend him okay as a person who probably doesn't want to admit that he's watched every minute of every Celtics game but is willing to admit that he's watched every minute of every Celtics game I'd say that I think Ime has been an upgrade over Brad, and he's done a really good job. Really? I like his defense of the full switch, and I'd, I'd be hard on coaches too, but Ime, I love him. He runs this switching defense, which has led us to be a really good defense, kind of inconsistent of late, but there was one time where we were top five. I think we're top ten still. The defense has not been an issue. I really like what he's doing on defense, and I think as he continues to be with his team longer and longer. The defensive principles will continue to be installed, and we're going to be a really good defensive team for a few years now. But in offense, he he's just too complacent with not installing his stuff, and it could be still early, and it could take a few years or take an all-star break or something. But when he runs his sets, I love him. It's Iverson cuts across the middle for Tatum, which I think we should have been doing all along. It's pick and roll with Jalen and Jason, which I think was so obvious that Brad didn't do. So we've been running a lot of hammer screens to the corner, and I don't know if people know what that is, but it's basically like a pin down to the guy in the corner while there's it's as like weak side action, which every other NBA team runs except us, and we finally do it. And I think we've been getting some Tatum. We get Tatum at the elbow a lot, and. Uh, run pinch post with him with Schroeder, which I think is really beneficial to his game. I like seeing Tatum get the ball in the triple threat at the free throw line. but And I also like, most importantly, how tough he is on this team. His post-game comments have been really truthful. Hey, this guy needs to play better. We got to do better at this. We, we were too soft here. I mean, he's been using really strong words where polar opposite of Brad, where he Brad's just kind of like... I'm tired oh, of words. I want results. <laughs> Lewis wants results. Give me the I, eBay slander. Hit like, me with the eBay slander. I just, I mean, I'm sure he's doing a good job, and I'm very pro coach. Like, I feel like it's almost players it's play. like players need players are the ones on the court. The coach only does so much, especially in basketball. Like, and it's the NBA. How often are they really calling plays? Like, it's the players. So. I'm pro That's coach. F. I'm just fucking tired of the Celtics being hovering around 500 when they supposedly have years. the best like young combo in the league. Like, where is the results? So, I mean, I'm not I'm not anti Ime yet. I'm just anti the Celtics anti losing being the same for the last three years, and I'm just ready for them to be good and i don't know i don't think a coaching change is what it takes but it's just annoying positive zach is done pessimistic zach has entered the entered the scene so 
So here's the issue. The Celtics have been 500 for a year and a half now. And that's going to bring up some questions about what's going to happen. And all you've heard is, oh, the Celtics are so young. Jason and Jalen, don't worry. We've got time. Future. We've been saying that for three years now. We need to start seeing some winning. Because if you can say bright future for three years and it, the, nothing's happened, then some red flags start to come up. And I think they're coming up. And Just I think waiting. that Christmas Day game was really good because it kind of was in the national eye. And everyone's like, oh, wow, there's some serious issues here. So now I think we should start to get into so what the Celtics could do moving forward to improve and uh, what's the panic level, if you will, just kind of like moving forward. What's the moves you want to see done? Where's the what's the, what are we doing moving forward as a team? I mean, from the outside, it's probably just like wait and see what you have with your supporting role, supporting players and then like figure out what you want like who you're gonna try to add i guess like and just build around tatum and brown and like if you have those two guys for long enough like eventually you're gonna be good but is probably like the i'm trying to think of the right word like that's the like the right thing to do but I don't know. I just feel like I don't I'm not saying like trade either of those guys, but I just think they need to change something. I guess it would have to be the supporting players. And it's annoying cuz they've found some stuff. Like Schroeder's been great, Horford's been good when he's healthy. Mm-hmm. Robert Williams the last 2 years yeah, has kind of like good. appeared as a good player. Richardson's um, been so good Richardson, this year. Don't, don't I want Neesmith to be good so bad, but I'm not sure if that's going <laughs> to happen. So bad. All right. Um, Here's yeah. Zach's three-step guide to the bring the Celtics to a dynasty. Number one, this season's lost. We're not winning the title this season. I think we can all accept that. So we need to figure out what we have with the young guys. We got to bring tank? them out of the show. I'm not saying tank. I'm saying we need to tank the bench. <laughs> the bench okay. needs to be Neesmith, Langford, Pritchard, yeah. See what we Grant have. Williams. We need to figure out if these guys are good or not. I don't want to play this... Uh, can they play? They have a good game here, mm. bad game here. Don't play for three days. Good game, bad game. No. Play them every day. Let's figure out what we have. If Neesmith is terrible, let's make sure we know that by the end of the season so we don't have him hanging around like Carson Edwards did for three years. But uh, I think Schroeder is going to be traded at the deadline. We know that. He's on a one-year deal that's ending. We're going to trade him to a contender, hopefully get something good back. Open up more which minutes for Peyton Pritchard, which... He's been playing so well lately. It's such if you can take one thing out of the Celtics uh bad stretch, Payne Pritchard's been averaging like fifteen points a game, which is amazing to see. Shooting the lights out. We need a trade shooter, open up those minutes for Pritchard, see if he can become a good player. Need to do the same thing with Neesmith. Neesmith has been good at times, he's been bad at times, but he has been nicknamed Crash Bandicoot by the team. Do you know who that is? What the fuck does that even mean? It's a video game where you like run around and break things. Like if you watch okay. Neesmith in the game, he's like a out of control train. He's like he had running into dunk. his own players. That dunk was insane. Where I was he, like, oh, fuck. I was like, oh, I was like, oh. But but he's doing yeah. crazy stuff. And you don't want to be nicknamed Crash Bandicoot if you're the best shooter in a draft. In mm. quotes, you should be nicknamed Splash. Or Stress the in quotes a little more. He, he is, is such a bad is shooter. He He's shooting like twenty-seven percent from the basketball reference. It's surprisingly fine. Like he's been shooting like for his career thirty-seven percent, but that is deceiving for if you watch him, because he is was supposed to be the sure fire best shooter in the draft, which he is shot exactly like over fifty percent in college. Yeah, and he's been so bad at the NBA level. Oh, Langford, Langford. 24% <laughs> and career 32%. Okay, so before Jesus his scratch, Christ. he was actually pretty solid, but that is terrible for the best shooter in the draft. Mm. And uh, what else? I think Langford's been a, one of our best, if not the, be- yeah. the best defensive players we've had this year. His, he's he's a non-factor on offense. Uh, yeah, he's hit a couple corner threes. He's shooting. He's hit the side of the backboard on the corner threes. If you, yeah, it he, happens to like the you best can't be us. mad at Langford right now. No, you cannot. You can. You can't be mad at Langford. 
he's been like if Langford's in our rotation for a few years, I'm fine. If Pritchard's playing like he is right now, I'm, I'm Avery Bradley. I've heard that comparison a few times now. It's like, probably I'm not a good enough shooter. Right. Nees, we want but, uh, Neesmith to be Avery Bradley. Neesmith is the dark just... on real quick. Real quick, I, I've been a Grant Williams hater, and I've... I love Grant. Grant Williams is my favorite player on the Celtics. I'm here to say it. I've, I've been calling. Him I've Captain been compared Grant. to Grant Williams before. You, I've compared your game exactly to Grant Williams, and I think you are a second life of Grant Williams. But he's if I follow him on Instagram, he's always like supporting the team. He just yeah, wants to be such a happy go lucky guy. Yeah, he's friends with everyone. He's like the Players Association vice president, like yeah. out of nowhere. It's like Chris Paul, Kyrie His Irving, and Grant Williams. General, I think. <laughs> yeah. If I'm not mistaken, he's awesome. Pull up his basketball reference. Yeah, you want to no, see the best shooter in the draft? Let's find the best shooter in the he draft. Shoots like an old man at like the Y, <laughs> that like doesn't jump. He's shooting forty six percent from th- what's from like three. Forty six percent. He's shooting fifty one <laughs> from the field. He is insane. He's, I don't get it. And it's not a small sample size. He comes out here, shoots he four plays. threes a game, and hits threes, and it's like hits three of the four. And I'm like, what is happening? But it's so. And in college, he never shot threes. He was like a post player. Now he's just like splash mountain from the outside. He just camps in the corner and just knocks down threes. And that's so fun to see. It's just Neesmith so bad at basketball right now. Yeah. All right. I got one more thought on the Celtics before okay. we wrap this up. I think this year is a pretty clear gap year for the Celtics because if you look mm-hmm. at GM Brad, which GM Brad knows all, GM Brad s- trades for Josh Richardson and signs signs him to a one year extension. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. Why did Why did we sign Marcus Smart to an extension which wasn't good? He's a he's not that good. Bitch. <laughs> Robert Williams. That's a lot of money for Robert Williams. Dennis Schroeder, okay, on the one year. I'm trying to think of anyone else. Al Horford, trade Kemba. A lot of cap space coming up. We have a lot of assets going into next year. That's all I'm saying. If this all leads and to Bradley Beal, I'm going to be pissed. What? You're going to be pissed? Bradley Beal, that team, I'm telling you right that's now. That's where that I was going with this. not going to work. I'm telling you right that's now. That's where I was that's going with this. Work. I was going right there. I, I like Bradley the idea. Beal coming like, to Boston. We have to try it, but I already know it's not going to work. <laughs> You're telling me if we start NBA it's three night with shoot first Bradley scorers Beal. that can't distribute at Jaylen all. Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Time Lord. He might have to go, though. It might be Al Horford, but come on. If if the starting five is Marcus Smart, Bradley Beal, Jalen Brown, Jason go. Tatum, and Robert Williams... <laughs> There's going to be zero passing at all. It's going to be like, I mean, you would have to, Marcus right, Smart would literally then? not be allowed to shoot. He would, who's he, your guy? he wouldn't, I would, yeah, he wouldn't here's shoot. something that you're going to disagree mm-hmm. with. I would rather the Celtics get Ben Simmons than Bradley Beal. Okay. That, this is a can of worms, but I will say yeah, I did already an hour in. make <laughs> the ass and I trade. Remember my trade proposal last time? What was it? Do you not remember? I the like whole Ben Simmons thing was I went on. Jaylen like, Brown. Was it, it was like the Jalen for Ben thing. The, like, I I think I jumped the gun. Never happened. Yeah, I think I jumped the gun. I I gave the old. It's the first time I've ever said trade Jalen Brown and it was for Ben Simmons, and and I, I was like the whole like get Seth Curry and Tyrese Maxey back as like additional pieces to have some depth. I, I'm still not out on Ben. I think Ben on this team would be really good with the Jays because he's not shoot first. You know what? I'm back on the Ben train. You brought me back on the Ben. Let's get Ben Simmons. But do you think... Man, I want Lonzo. But would you give up Neesmith for Ben Simmons? <laughs> I think I'd have to part. I don't know. Is it is it concerning that the third star doesn't have a J in his first or last name, so it yeah, can't be the J's. It's going to be hard. What's, I mean, a, what's a name that starts a superstar who has a J? Uh, J. Williams. Bring him back. I couldn't do it. <laughs> I mean, it's J-A-Y. It's very distinct. Like, no one has that. Right. I mean, ja Morant had a Y to Ja, ja Morant. Ja. Bring Ja in. The J's. Pass it around a little. Trey yeah, Young, can maybe. swing the rock. Jay Young. <laughs> I mean, he can get his name changed, right? 
Freedom can be freedom. J freedom. J J freedom. Imagine he does that just because he wants to be part of the Jays. And then he we would just cut him. (laughs) I used to love him. Enos freedom. Enos Cantor freedom. I used to love him because of his offensive rebounding. But I just I I wasn't fully aware of how horrible he was on defense. And and B showed you the light. And I, it's probably a little unfair because Embiid is, if not the hardest center to guard, he's like the second hardest center to guard in the NBA. So it's a little difficult, but it was ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, huh. Any, anything else? That is not a play. You can't play him in the playoffs. <laughs> no, you absolutely cannot, which is a problem because he's our first center off the bench. Yep. <laughs> that's about that's about where the Celtics are at. We've got Enos Canner, first man off the bench. What is this team? <sighs> We've got like the outcast team. We're like we're like the land of misfit toys. Josh Richardson, you can't shoot anymore? Welcome to the Celtics. Uh Enos Canner, you can't guard anyone? Welcome to welcome to the Celtics. Mm-hmm. Who else? Uh Dennis Schroeder turned down eighty four million? Welcome welcome to the Celtics. Al Horford took a year off for still unknown reasons. Welcome mm-hmm. to the Celtics. I think you got anything else? No, I'm out. All right. I think that's a good place to leave it. Um, I think the what you should take away from this podcast is that Aaron Neesmith is the answer. We just need to fix mm-hmm. him. We need to fix Aaron If Neesmith. Aaron Neesmith Hashtag could just Aaron become, Neesmith. like, a Good. top 10 player in the NBA, we'd be totally fine. That would help fun. us. That would help us a lot. It would help if Aaron Neesmith became the next Kevin Durant. Boy, would that help us. Imagine, like, the Celtics with Aaron, Jalen, and Jason. It would be the Ns instead of the Js. Ns. Ns. Oh, it's ended on the ends. All right, this is going off the rails. It's absolutely. We'll off make the rails. we'll make another podcast soon. Yeah, yeah. Bring All right, us here. that's it.